You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Sarah Romano Deal, and I am with Ken Volante and Carol Butler. Woo! And we are on Something Rather Than Nothing podcast, um, which I was introduced to and uh, recently this month, and I love it. And um, I'm a huge fan. And uh, we're going to talk about art and philosophy with Carol Butler. I hate that my name's so fucking anticlimactic. <laughs> it is not. Oh, There's no, it's, nothing. Okay. It's, just very, it's just very flat, Carol Butler. Uh, okay. There's yeah. nothing anticlimactic about you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, uh, I so I guess I should say how I found you, Carol, um, or met you online, <laughs> because mm-hmm. we have a mutual friend named Ivy. Oh, I love Ivy. Me too, who lives in Arizona and uh, just was raving about you and your art and was like, you got to follow Carol. So I checked you out and you just like exude uh, energy and art and like life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, I love that. (laughs) So, so how do you know Ivy? Uh, we actually, uh, we worked at uh, Whole Foods together, and he was this very sweet. Uh, I don't know if precocious is the right word, but he's very useful. <laughs> yes, um, and just um, immediately endeared to my heart. We uh, were working together. We have this mutual friend um, named Kelly that worked there, and we both just like always like to tease Kelly and call him Hot Kelly. But um, <laughs> I, I just you know through the. Um, yeah, just working at Whole Foods of all places. It's funny when I think of uh, Ivy outside of the context of that. It's it's just funny, like, the people that you meet in, like, these weird uh, corporate retail spaces because there's a lot of, like, rich rich things going on in those people's lives. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that's how I met him, and he's just been funny and will <laughs> drunk text on Instagram every now and then. But, um, yeah, no, I, love, I love that kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We went to art school together. He told me that. He told me that. Yeah, I was just like, oh, it always frustrates me because you can't really uh, share his photography online because his page is private. But um, he takes no. beautiful photos. Gorgeous photos, yeah. And used to paint. I have a giant painting of Ivy's. Does he really? He paints? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, we were painting together. And uh, yeah, Ivy used to make the most gigantic paintings that are like really abstract cool stuff so oh he's gonna love that we're talking about him right now too. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to ivy shout out yeah shout out to ivy Bahe. <laughs> hey when uh with with the at whole foods uh the ceo was famous in saying that unions are like herpes oh, John oh my Mackie, god that, yeah that guy sucks us in the labor movement remember remember that one and gosh we're annoying labor unions i get it but come on i mean we really. also wrote a book called conscious capitalism which uh oh I mean, yeah we all got a good laugh at so yeah no that guy sucks imagine getting <laughs> through that book uh, maybe somebody has how do you get through i mean your entree is conscious capitalism fire yeah yeah <laughs> it's not good um 
So um, <laughs> it it is it is it is great to have Sarah Romana deal here. And as a matter of fact, Carol, I don't know if you know this. We're re- recording right now in mid September. Uh, the SRD episode is is becoming known in the underground. Is uh, is is coming out in a in a in a day. Oh, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That that uh, that episode. Um, uh, one thing I wanted to mention before we get into serious matters too is, uh, you, you know, when people share something online and the, the, you, you, wouldn't, you don't know me, but like something that somebody posts and puts you in just, you're like, this is rabbit hole territory. I'm lost forever. And there are dangerous people around and you ended up being one Carol. And I saw some of these stuff with Norm MacDonald. Uh, oh yeah. I love which <laughs> I, you know, I, I adored. God bless Canada. Thank you for that one. I yes. uh, thank you for for that, but no, thank you because because <laughs> for the last thirty six hours, I have been on that frantic search for uncomfortable nine eleven jokes from uh, Norm Macdonald, and there's no darker, uh, but more hilarious place to 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 try to follow Norm. Um, well, I mean, he's just, he's so ornery. I don't know. Like, I mean, I've been obvious when we didn't start recording when I said this, but I, I'm like, I've just been an absolute mess right now. So like, um, uh-huh. whenever I'm just like really in my head and it gets dark, I feel like I always go back to uh, Norm Macdonald's standups, which I mean, thank God for YouTube, because there's just like so much footage of him on there. Um, but he's just such such a true absurdist, and he just uh, just has like this very warm, buttery feel to him. But the way that he's able to like kind of like pounce back, like um, I don't even know what I'm just trying to say. But he's very honorary, and it's very it's like a very kind energy that I like being around uh, in Norm Macdonald's kind of you know internet space. Yeah, Sarah, you dig yeah. on Norm? I love Norm. <laughs> Yeah, he's great. I should go down a rabbit hole with Norm. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 you know, the one thing about him before we ask you serious uh, questions, uh, Carol, of, of consequence uh, in the history of philosophy is with, um, with Norm, there's this technique that I'm like, it's my kryptonite for laughter where the inflection of the word or the slightly wrong word or the slight <laughs> mispronunciation of somebody's uh-huh. name. I'm like, how did you stumble at that comedic key that fits into me? Mm. We just say it just wrong in this fucked up way. And it just messes oh, yeah. with your head. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and it's like, he's clocking you the whole time. You know what I mean? And he just does like that old man cadence of things and like the way that he talks about like old man Rafferty and I, I don't know. Uh-huh. It's, uh, yeah, whatever he figured out. <laughs> really it's very wonderful. I love him. All right. But this is this is about this is about uh Carol Butler, which is not yep. not anticlimactic in yeah. Sar- it's, a hamburger, it's a hamburger of a name. Ah. Hey, this is America, right? So oh, hamburgers yeah. are rever- hamburgers are revered here. I'm vegan, but hamburgers are revered in oh yeah, in it here. Uh, Sarah hit hit uh, Carol with one of the like big art questions. Carol, what do you think art is? Oh God, that's loaded. Um, <laughs> you know, not anticlimactic. It, no, not anticlimactic. It, uh, I mean. Oh, God. I, I mean, it could be so many things, you know? Like, I, I mean, I'm sure you've had a bunch of people kind of, like, get settled with this question and, like, not really know how to respond to it. I think, for me, 
uh, art. I, I think that there's like my academic perception of what art is. And I think that that's kind of a mistake. I think, and I've like spent a long time trying to like unlearn that because um, I didn't go to art school. Um, I can say like what art was for me um, was definitely a reprieve. I uh, was constantly going back and forth like as a child between schools. Um, so I was always the new kid in places. And I think the thing that helped me kind of just like cope with my introversion was drawing on a paper. Um, cause I could do that and be solitary. I wasn't eating like gum paste or anything like that. And it was just like very exciting to kind of like see like where these like kind of doodles would take you and you like check out. I mean, I don't, I don't um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how, what I would say. Yeah. For me, it's reprieve. It's ultimate reprieve. I mean, the, the mess and bullshit that I'm going through right now, like the way that I do, I kind of do like that classic bottling up of certain things and then maybe like a few times a year it just all gets purged because it takes me a really like I I mean the way that I process my own emotions is almost at a glacial pace and then I can go Mm -hmm. on a bike ride and then I'm like oh this is what I want to say like this is kind of like the type of uh revenge or whatnot that I'm trying to get out on paper but it takes me a really long time for that so yeah I mean I, I would say for me it's um yeah, it's a reprieve and then um, a purging. I don't know. I don't know if that answers mm-hmm. your question. Well, yeah. That's a great answer. I, uh, um, yeah, go ahead, Sarah. Well, I, I was going to say, you mentioned going on a bike ride and then you were able to like process thoughts and stuff about emotions. Like, I was just curious, like, like, moving your body is that something that just like helps your brain function do you think oh god a hundred percent i mean it's um you know i was really into weightlifting for a really long time and i think i was going like through like the dark henry rollins mode of it um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and i think for the longest time it was like for an aesthetic reasons but um i i think ultimately you know a lot of this stuff is like the way that like kind of like lives are designed right now is like you really kind of take for granted how much better you feel after moving and there's kind of like that long swing of it where they want you to move too much but um for me it's just especially with bike rides in idaho because there's not much to fucking do out here um going on long bike rides and doing kind of like an arduous climb like nothing makes me feel better than that and i haven't been doing it enough lately but i think um I mean, that, that, yeah, exercise, Jesus Christ. I mean, outside of wanting to lose weight and creepy diet culture, I think that's the best thing that you can do for yourself. Yeah. What, what were you going to say, Ken? Did I change your train of thought? No, no, it's this, 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 so much to jump into. Carol, I was interested um, just on the piece of you saying, like, uh, processing, like, emotion in a glacial like at a glacial pace and just like mm-hmm. that, that thing. Cause one of the things um, about, about art for me and like, just for example, um, like uh, last week uh, I worked with a colleague of mine who was new to painting and I, I've never taken painting courses, but there was a simple kind of like technique to create something out of uh, with the plate laying down various colors and, and things like that. And um, so with the show and me, like I try to actively use art uh, to process stuff. But when you said the glacial pace on the motion stuff, I I really like tied into that because a lot of people don't say that. Like I said it myself, like I talked to 
like my therapist and I'm like, how do you know, like, like when you process stuff out, like I have that problem of being like, like not necessarily like, have, have I dealt with this and is, is, is this out? And, um, where does the art fit in for you? I mean, is it the physicality to, to, to get to that point? Um, as far as like processing it better or getting it out. And is that what the art does for you? Help you process those things that are stuck or glacial? Uh, well, you know, everything, like, I feel like, especially like, so we all came together via the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people want, or at least in the way that we create content, which like kind of makes me want to throw up um, and thinking in arts regards to that, because I mean, my babun, she was my, uh, my dad's mother. Um, she was telling me, cause she was an art student. She said, basically, she was just like, you kind of can look at like the, uh, art is like reflective of the people and the time. Right. So like in Renaissance times or whatever, like all this stuff would take, like people would spend like, I don't know, however long on these paintings. And it's just like now just via like the kind of like tools accessible to us, you're getting this like really quick turnover on uh, a lot of the stuff that you see that's kind of like popular in art now. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not going to take any public digs at anybody, but a lot of it is just like very quick turnover. And I feel for me, you know, with processing things, I, um, you know, it's kind of like me being settled with like grief, you know, like a relationship will end. And it takes me a really long time to like figure out exactly what it is that has upset me about that particular relationship or like what I'm actually feeling that I've lost. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I mean, the thing is, is that you you don't really figure that shit out overnight. Like, I mean, your no. response to it is immediate, right? Like, I'm upset. I'm fucking pissed. Like, yeah. why did they do that? Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there's, like, things that you can, like, unpack from your childhood that, like, I'm not really ever going to fully understand till I'm, like, my mom's age at that time when she did that. So mm-hmm. I think um, when I talk about, like, processing that stuff and how it relates to art, I mean, I am kind of committed to this, like, ballpoint medium, which takes a really long time to uh, work with. Um, it's just kind of me, at least where I'm at and the way that I make stuff is accepting that, like, my stuff is going to take a lot longer. And that also means that I'm not getting a quick return on like validation for the stuff that I'm doing. I'm not getting like any type of like uh, growth in like my audience. If that's how the way that we're like kind of like quantifying the success yeah. of an artist in the internet age. But um, I, I think it is better because everything is so like immediate and you want that gratification. I want to know why the fuck I'm feeling this way now. It's, it's such an unhealthy um, way, at least for me, to process things and, and I like, and it's, um, it's way more uncomfortable to sit with these things for a long time and really dissect the reasonings, why you're feeling the way that you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know where I was going with this point, but yeah, for the process and the glacial thing of it, I, I, I it's definitely been a practice for me to go slower um, because when I do things too fast and I feel like I want to like post something or I want to be like this motherfucker. So here's this thing. It's cheap for me. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, And the good things take a lot longer. You know what I mean? It's not to say that like, if you have a quick turnaround on a thing um, that it's, it's not uh, what you call it a value or anything like that. But I think I'm a little bit too reactive in my things. So for my own, you know, self, I have to be a little bit more disciplined in the way that I go about these things. So it has to be slower for me. I don't know if that makes any sense. That kind of felt meandering. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I had a question for, you know, Sarah connected to your art, but one of the things I wanted to say, Carol, about, um, and seeing your art, so I see it, uh, uh, you know, on, on Instagram, it's a great circumstance in life and accident for us to be doing this show together. So that's like yeah. super cool. But I want to tell you straight up, like I was looking at, um, I was looking at the illustration and I, I love the ballpoint too, for some reason for me, it just like couldn't be more fascinated with like how that's mm -hmm. done or just how it just quickly emerges. But um, just um, gorgeous work. Yeah, art. gorgeous. Uh, I mean, like, um, yeah, that kind of like instant. I don't know if you felt it, Sarah, but like the instant, like it's like this is this is this is an ink person. Like it's tough to describe. Mm -hmm. Like this is an ink like coming out Sarah yeah. I you know I, I I adore your art in 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 your illustration what does looking Thanks. at Carol's stuff mean for you with your mind in illustration yeah what, what's that experience well I literally my jaw dropped first time I saw your drawings oh, Carol <laughs> seriously <laughs> because they're so, you can tell that it's taken you time to, you. it's delicately done, but they're also very strong and like well-formed and balanced and uh, just the, I can just tell the way you've applied the pen to the paper is just so skillful. I mean, yeah, I, I look at it. I just like want to like look at the drawings for a long time. <laughs> so I love that you said that about taking time and processing things and um, intentionally letting things take the amount of time that they need to be what it becomes because it's worth it. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, thank you for saying that too. But uh, I'm already on such an emotional ice right now that that made me kind of want to cry. Thank you. It's, I feel like it's hard to like reflect on that stuff. Um, uh, you know what I mean? Like when they say yeah. like, people can't really see themselves clearly. So it's just kind of like, I, like you kind of like take a compliment or feedback with the bat. I'm like, oh, that was, I appreciate hearing that. Yeah, to uh, both, both hosts, both hosts are gushing. So, um, uh, <laughs> But Carol, when did you see yourself as an artist? I asked this of all all the folks who come on to the show. Like some folks are being like, "I came out of the womb and a you know with a paintbrush and a motorcycle," you know. Like, <laughs> but what about what about what about for you? When when did you see like an identity terms? You're like, "Yo, I'm an artist." Oh God, I you know what? I don't know that I still see myself that way. Uh, I, I yeah, I don't know that I ever did. I think that there was. Um, I spent a lot of time doing graffiti, like when I was a teenager, and I really liked uh, talking about like quick turnovers like that. It kind of like I'll vacillate between things that I want to be like really intense experiences with art, and I think with that, it's graffiti. Um, and I think like you know, graffiti was like all identity, right? But even then, it felt disingenuous to be like, oh, I mean, whatever my like dumb little tag name was, I was like, yeah, I'm quick. Uh, that always <laughs> just kind of felt really stupid to me. Um, you know, like, I'm, I don't want to like give this kind of like a blanket statement, but I mean, given the opportunity, I feel like most people can embody like, you know, that of an artist, you know, it's just, it's creative. It's creating like the internal, you know, you're taking whatever's happening internally and then you're turning it out. Right. So that doesn't, yeah. that's always not limited to, you know, mediums that you can buy in an art store. Um, 
as far as like, yeah, you know, considering myself an artist, I think I've like engaged in that stuff. But most often, I mean, I feel more comfortable being like saying like, I'm a produce manager before I'm an artist. Cause it just, again, with like, kind of like the things of like being loaded. I don't know if that's like, um, you know, probably what we all struggle with, which is uh, imposter syndrome. I have all these kind of like really dated perceptions of like what an artist is. And a lot of that is, like I said earlier, tied to academia. So for me, it's like, it's really hard to like say that. And I don't know if I'm being too precious about it, but, um, you know, when people call me that, I'm like, ah, I'm kind of more of a piece of shit than an artist. But yeah, okay. It feels yeah, like a big term, you know? It's very grand. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's, um, you know, talk about something that's so open to chicanery. I just, um, yeah, I don't know. I have such a hard time with the term artist because I mean, that can mean so many different things. So yes, I mean, I would say before I'm an artist, I'm a day laborer who draws sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Creative in the <laughs> capitalist system. Definition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitions, definitions, uh, definitions in flux, I guess. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, creating in capitalism. I mean, that's the real art, right? <laughs> well, um, now, so you're um, you're based out in uh, Idaho? Yeah, I've been in Idaho for the past, uh, oof, like, I want to say eight years now almost. Jesus. I got I got mixed up one time on the time zone thing, right? Cause like, so I'm from Rhode Island, the East, the East Coast. Oh, yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> you know. I have a meeting. I have a union meeting one time. I was a statewide organizer uh, for my union doing some political stuff. And I had a meeting out there and I'll be like Nyssa, way Eastern Oregon and uh, driving to the meeting. And I get that first uh, first uh, instance when I pass by the sign that says mountain time zone. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm an hour late for my meeting right off the bat. And I haven't even started. I'm like, oh change a time zone in this big old state of Oregon, which I didn't know until that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, when we were talking yeah. about time zones earlier, I immediately, I'm like, oh, God, I'm doing simple math again, and it's not something you can count <laughs> on your fingers. So I was like, ah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leap in. I hope this is correct. You can handle, <laughs> uh, can handle mountain time. It's uh, New Zealand, uh, Oregon to New Zealand. That can be the, <laughs> that can be the tough one. Um Carol, what do you think the, I mean, you talked a bit about it and talked about art a bunch. Do you think art has a specific role and does it have a specific role here in 2023? I mean, if the skies are going on fire, all this stuff's going on, political, whatever, if it feels that way, is, is, is the role of art different right now? I don't know that it's different. I think it's more challenging right now like um you know i feel like I, every now and then i see that quote floating around that they're just like of course i'm like these precarious times like this is when you need art most and that is true that is definitely true but i think just in the sense that like you know the people who do create these things we're very sensitive people and it's just like you you cannot engage in the news cycle right now without kind of feeling like everything actually is falling in on you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, a big uh, thing that I wrestle with is climate doom. Like, mm -hmm. I, and, and I, I have a yeah. really hard time with figuring out what like the moral implications are of checking out on that. 
yeah. because I, I can't create when I feel like Chicken Little. Like I just mm-hmm. can't. Um, Same. And I mean, that's therein lies like the necessity for going on a bike ride so I can get the fuck out of my head. Yeah. I think art is very important. Um, to it's integral to the human spirit. You know, we all engage in it. It really is. Mm-hmm. And I and like I don't want to sound like a cliche person, but I mean uh just when you talk about like this writer's strike and stuff like that like everybody was taking you know speaking of reprieves in like television shows you know what i mean like i can't remember how how much music i listened to during the uh uh pandemic breakdown because i didn't have to engage with customers you know what i mean because i was a produce manager when that was happening it still is happening um and people wrote some beautiful music i mean one of the most heartbreaking things to me about like the span of a human is the fact that like i only get however many years i'm still not going to hear all the songs that are going to change my day you know what i mean um art is so important um where we're at right now in this moment my heart goes out to everybody uh just in the sense that like it has been extremely difficult for me to create now Cause I feel like you start to see the futility in a lot of these things, especially in like this, uh, uh, you know, sense of like, yeah. it really feels, and I live in fucking Idaho. You can feel the fascism creeping in. Yeah. Um, and that is really difficult to carry every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, as far as like, you know, is art important? Yes. Art mm-hmm. is important. And I would say this too, uh, cause I had a, really beautiful dinner with a friend of mine last night. He was just like, you owe it to yourself to check out. Um, You have to figure out how to, and I don't know if this is like, um, I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know if what I'm saying right now is uh, negligent to people, but I know for myself, like if I can't figure out how to compartmentalize things, it will all start to cave in on me. So go on a fucking bike ride get off your phone for a while, even if you have to just do it for a day and just kind of like muscle through the suck of the first few hours of when you're drawing. Cause dude, I will draw. And there are days where I'm like, have I even fucking ever drawn before? This is all horseshit. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just, uh, to kind of drive home that point, it is very important. I think, um, Mm. cause I mean, I, I think about the things that like incite me to stay alive have been beautiful art pieces, you know what I mean? And there's too many to reference right now, but, um, you know, I feel like it's just really one of those places where you can find communion with other people um, and be like, I am not alone in this shit show. Like, you see it happening too. Um, I just I just think it's so fucking tough. Like, everything is so yeah. tough right now. On a psychic level, it's so fucking tough. Like, everybody that I talk to right now is just like, holy Santa Claus shit, what the fuck? And, and it's like, we're also like even contending with like this bystander effect because it feels like everybody should be running outside screaming, but you're not seeing that happening. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's another kind of like, uh, I don't, I, it's this uh, dystopic psychedelic thing that I kind of see and I got to like, uh, you're getting me on a particularly manic day, but uh, there's certain <laughs> days where I'm just like, oh man, yeah, Carolyn, you need to run. You need to like lift some weights or do something. But yeah, yeah, I, I can't say enough how much uh i think art is important because it truly is i mean even if i'm saying that in like a kind of precious way like i I don't think that most people realize how important it is i don't think that i realize how important it is just been to me and sustaining myself Mm -hmm. okay i have a question about that kind of so there's like the the importance of like you said processing and making art helps you um 
but also for the viewer, like, what do you think, do you feel, I mean, it seems like, yeah, it's like, even when it's, it's most important, it can be the most difficult to create, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, and uh, I guess like when you, so do you think about the viewer when you're making your art at all and the importance of what someone's going to get from it? Or is it all, do you just kind of do it? No, I mean, no, I, you know, who I most think about is, and I have to block him regularly because I was just so uh, mortified when I found out he started following me online is my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I feel like I can be like very sexually indulgent in a lot of the things. Cause I mean, what, what the major theme in my life has been unpacking trauma bonding through my relationships with men. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think there's a part of me that's very embarrassed by that. Cause I would like to think I have more depth than that, like I could go and go on some like Carl Sagan, you know, uh, tangent and I could like uh, mystify millions. But I mean, I am very <laughs> limited to a sex in the city experience, unfortunately. Um, so it's it's uh, it's very like uh, kind of cringy when I think of uh, my dad watching this. But I, I, as far as the audience goes, no, I mean, I'm not really concerned with the audience. My art isn't mm-hmm. about them. Yeah, You know, whether or not they respond to it, great. Uh, but no, I mean, this is just me, like, unpacking my bullshit. Mm-hmm. Carol, uh, one of the big questions, so we can kind of clear it out of the way, because mm-hmm. it's like, a, you know, it's the something rather than nothing question. Mm-hmm. Um, just clear it out of the way, and then we can talk, like, some other bullshit. Uh, a little bit more. This might be bullshit. That must be the most bullshit question there is. But <laughs> why is there something rather than nothing? Oh God! You know, I uh, I lived at a Buddhist center for about uh, two, three years, off and on in Albuquerque. Cool. Um, and I remember we had this. Um, he's like the guy who headed the thing. He was the the head llama or whatever. And I won't go into this organization's name, but it was filled with a bunch of uh, rich people who I think. Uh, struggled with the philosophical uh struggle of like why do i work for sandia labs you know and how can i practice <laughs> with uh buddhism which i thought was very precious um and uh, <laughs> so i remember we were at um we were at some conference and he was just kind of like going on and on and all these people were like very particularly impressed with this guy. And I just, I wasn't very moved by whatever the fuck he was saying, but I just got so frustrated. And I, I remember having this problem with uh, Disney movies when I was younger, like why is there problems versus just not having problems? Um, mm. And I remember I asked him the same thing. I mean, with the Disney movies, I was just stressed out. I'm like this fucking Ursula, but she needs to chill the fuck out. Um, <laughs> The, um, those movies are extremely dysregulating for children, just FYI. Yeah. Um, so I just remember we were, yeah, dude, I remember we were, uh, having this lecture and he was kind of just making like this weird point. And I was just like, this doesn't like, none of this makes sense to me. Um, and I still, I mean, I can't answer this question because I mean, he's supposed to be of this grand mind and he was, he just gave me this bullshit answer. He was like, well, why is there the monkey or the blah, blah, blah. And I just remember kind of like looking at him and being like, no, like what is the evolution of karma? You know what I mean? And in, in like the actual sense of it, it's like cause and effect. Yeah. Like why the fuck did all this happen? And I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, until you know, the last human burns out, I think we're going to be kind of just faced with that, that 
that question or, or you don't engage with that question because it's a little bit too big. I, I don't have the answers why something or nothing. There are days where I wish there was nothing, but there is something, you know, we have Prince. Prince is something. Prince is incredible. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? I, uh, <laughs> I went on this like trip Proof. a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, talk about a something. Yeah. Uh, and I, I found, I like, <laughs> Just started to celebrate the entire catalog of Yes. And I was like, holy shit. You know when you like find a band that you kind of like shelved and then mm-hmm. for whatever reason you give yourself permission to explore it like when you're 36 finally and you're like, how, you know, out of the <laughs> like kind of just like uh, oversaturation of most classic rock did I never hear in and around about by Yes. What do we need and to know about like, Yes? Yeah. Yeah. What do we need to know about Yes, Carol? I mean, you dropped into this. You feel that thirty at your at your age, you waited too long to get into this. You're dropping into what? What's what's going on with Yes that we need to know? Just that it was incredible. If All you're right. already oversaturated with it, which I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people are, it was just incredible. It was incredible. I couldn't get stoned in this particular country, so hearing that song was just it was just like a, it was just such a good rip of uh, music and I mean we can go on yeah I don't know it was just it was incredible you know like when you see somebody who like just started watching a show that you've already watched five times and you wish you had that blank perspective yeah. that they're about to engage oh, yeah. in it was almost like a gift I was like I'm actually happy I haven't mm. heard this song until now yeah that yeah. is fun and particularly some, sometimes like the there's something where I don't know if, if either you can do it but like on that point where if it's like so like maybe maybe time centric or you have the feel for like culturally might what have been going was going on there but you drop into it in such a heavy way for the first time completely out of context 2023 and being like i don't know these songs i should have and you go through the album it's so strange to listen to it just i don't know i see it in terms of time just ripped out you know a space oh yeah and it's just so rich it was so rich I, uh, um, yeah, oh my God. Yeah, I had a, a lot of good times just listening to those. And I just railroaded all those songs, so now I can't hear them. So now I'm actually where I should be as a 36 year old person with Yes and the Cultural Collective. Well, the, the difficulty for me, I've listened to hip hop forever, and now like old school hip hop people, like young younger kiddos, like saying this, and they're talking like shit in 2015. And it's just, oh, yeah. it's just I mean, weird, it's yeah. just really killing me. Cause like, I know like my old school hip hop, like 83, 84, like that's not even like in the books anymore. Like people know that it's wait there, but it's like almost like silent movies. And I'm like, that's old school hip hop, isn't it? And it's like, well, I mean, that's the other thing too. That's like hard for me to like digest a lot of times. Cause uh, I, I like, I, I was very much into like punk. And uh, to me, it's like it's like a, a mutable feature of youth, right? It's something that I associate with youth. Mm-hmm. So it's like now when I see, like, I remember, oh, my God, who the fuck was that guy? It was like Keith. It was uh, one of the original lead singers of Black, Black Flag. I was with my buddy uh, in Hollywood, and he was sitting next to us. And I was yeah. like, you're not supposed to get old, man. Like, you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to stay in that mutable space. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, it's really weird to see that happen. I don't know. Hmm. So, I, yeah, yeah. I, I feel that with, uh, like, uh, what you call it, hip-hop, too. Because, I mean, that's something that I feel like is synonymous with youth. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, hip-hop is right. 50. <laughs> yeah. What's, uh, what was your tag there? You said you didn't like your tag. You thought it was silly, Carol. Oh, God. No, no, no. We won't talk about ah! that. Shit. <laughs> I'll, we'll leave that there. 
we'll leave it there. I had a break dancing. I had a break dancing uh, tag. I didn't tag. I, yes. I, I, uh, so I was um, Sphinx. Oh nice. yeah, cool. because because <laughs> this this white boy coming out of the background, you didn't know what was coming. It was a oh, riddle. Yeah. It was a riddle. Check this rock. Yeah, you know. So they're like, "All right, you know." Oh uh, no, I love that. Hey, Sarah, you have a you have a breakdancing name, or is it that that too much of an assumption? I have taken some break dancing lessons from a friend of mine and I'm really bad. I don't have a name. <laughs> That's all right. You can, yeah, you, uh, uh, the, a lot of the first names I came up with were taken by other people and each one of those people could have picked me up and spun them, even me on their finger and throw me into the bushes. So I went through <laughs> a few names to make sure I had the, had the right name. Sarah, we have uh, other art questions or rando questions, a couple more to hit, yeah. uh, hit Carol with. Yeah, Carol, I wa wanted you to talk about your murals a little bit, if you would like, and like, do you just like choose, like, do people commission you to do the murals or are you like, this is a great wall, etc. Uh, oh my, I've pissed off a lot of people with commissions. Um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, what's funny is there, we have this tree fort music event in, um, mm -hmm. Idaho or Boise, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Um, and a couple kids, they like saw me doing window painting for a couple of the events that we had prior and they were just like, Oh, okay. They're like, we want to recruit you to do this. We'll give you X amount of money, da 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 But they're like, we need to see your um, sketch of it first. And I mean, this is like months out. And to mm -hmm. me, I mean, opposite of what I do with like uh, the ballpoint illustration, like graffiti needs to be immediate. Um, I uh, When I started doing graffiti, it was the product of basically having like a nervous breakdown. And I would have to like go into like these like things where I'm just like, what can put me in an immediate space? I was already drawing. I uh, grew up with this kid uh, who was my best friend and her older brother was into graffiti. And so I had like all those like, uh, what you call it, magazines. And I was just like totally mystified by it. Cause it's just like one of the things that I feel like a lot of people who grew up with the internet. And I mean, mind you, I did too. I'm not that old yet. Um, is that there was still like, you would run into these things where it would still was shrouded in mystery. So uh, graffiti yeah. was very intriguing to me because my access to it was all uh, via magazines. Like there was no context outside of those magazines. Um, so with the uh, graffiti stuff, it, I, I, it needs to happen spontaneously for me. So when they asked me for like the sketch, I was like, Bleh. yeah, okay. I was like, here's some <laughs> like, yeah, that's what it will look like. Cause it has to get pr approved by the city. Uh -huh. uh, and it was funny. So when we finally started executing it, uh, I mean, I ended up doing something totally different from the sketch. And the guy was like, yeah, I was yes. kind of nervous because we didn't like really know what the fuck this was. And he was just like, oh, no, this looks great, though. And I was like, yeah, sorry. I just uh, I always like people will ask me to do stuff for them. And I was like, I have to give you a huge disclaimer. I'm just um, it's it's going to take two years longer than you think it will happen. And then uh, I, uh, I, I don't know what it's actually going to look like. It's just kind of going to happen. That's so honest. I love it. It's so real. You're you are such a real artist. <laughs> I don't know about that. I I somewhat flaky and undisciplined. I've uh, you had the, it was almost like the begin like the the line at the beginning like great teaser on the podcast. It's like I pissed off so many so many. People. <laughs> I'm like I had a question. What about your commissions? I, I pissed off so many people. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> 
Next oh, week. No. Oh, no. Truly, who, I, who I did, who did she piss off? Oh my! You know what? I'll, and those are people that will go on my block list. I'll like for some reason I was like looking at privacy settings recently, and I was like, "Why are all these people blocked?" And I was like, "Oh, these are people that I owe commissions to." And I was like, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" It's one way yeah, of tracking. I mean, it's, the, it's, the, it's the reason why I stopped taking deposits because it's just like I would run into somebody. And I'm like, "Oh fuck! You gave me a hundred bucks." Um, yeah, I just uh, yeah, I had to stop doing it. It's too much pressure. It's it's just. Um, you know, that's the other motivating thing behind art. Like, do I do it for an audience? Is it money mm-hmm. motivated? It's for fucking me. It's mm-hmm. entirely for me. It's a coping thing. Um, so it's just like when people like want to, you know, get something for themselves. I'm like, eh, I don't want to draw your fucking kid. Like, I'm glad yeah. that you like my art and you want it to be like, you know, yeah. your kid to be a part of it. But I'm just like, eh, I just I mean, sorry, Matt, if you hear this. But yeah. I get it. It's uh, yeah. I'm like, no. It's it's. This is about me, not you, <laughs> which is sad. But I don't know. Yeah, commissions are a tough one for me. Yeah. <clears throat> What's the most recent uh, thing that you've created? Oh God, what was you know a buddy of mine? I was uh, I just been going through it recently, and I was like, dude, I was like, I, I do you have a spot I can paint up here? Um, and he's like, yeah, there's this place and then there's this place. And then, um, there is like a place, uh, God, I'm so bad with names, dude. My, uh, turnaround on short-term memory is just getting terrifying. Uh, Table Rock. So there's this huge giant, you know, statement cross up on the top of this hill. And they have all these, uh, buildings back there that a bunch of, uh, people will paint on. And uh, mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, you can go up there. I didn't realize uh, how much of a hike it was because they stopped letting people drive up there. So I'm still not done with it. I'll probably go do that uh, after this today. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's probably the most recent thing. And that 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 is with spray paint. Uh, I, I mean, I'm reticent to call it like graffiti because it's not really graffiti. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. Sweet. I hope to see photos of it. That's what I was just going to say. I said, I think there's, <laughs> there's a part of this where there's this interest in the art you do and how you do it. And there's far more of a curiosity. So yeah, we'd love to see pictures mm-hmm. of that though. Not, oh, to, yeah, yeah. not to, not to intrude, but um, yeah. I, um, One thing you had mentioned uh, Albuquerque and I, um, I had never been down to uh, New Mexico and I went, um, I had uh, some business there, a couple of the union business. I went down there a couple of times and um, I never, uh, it's really tough to describe, but when I was there, I was, I, I felt like really comfortable, but it was strange that I felt so comfortable because there was something strange about the winds and those desert winds. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about Albuquerque. Yeah. I was so <laughs> sensitive to like, Dude, right. it's fucking sinister. There's what, something sinister the about it. Tell me it's right the, now what's going on with that. Yeah. You know, I there is um I, I don't know what to say about it. I can't really particularly put my finger on it. Cause I remember when I would go there as a child, um my family's lived there for like I mean before Albuquerque was a state, at least on my mom's side. Um, and there's something like, you know, when they talk about like land of manana, there's a reason mm-hmm. why there's like a huge, even still to this day, like a huge, just robust arts community, yeah. like in a way that like, I, I don't really mm-hmm. see existing in a lot of places. And this is the thing that's really heartbreaking about the fact that it fucking costs an obscene amount of money to live anywhere is mm-hmm. the fact that it was so cheap. You could kind of just not be anything there and just draw 
You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I really, like, the most I've ever created was in Albuquerque. Um, there's really an environment that sur- supports it. I think to the other end, why is it so sinister? You, it's, it, it's impoverished. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's actually quite, um, I, I, I'm hesitant to use the word shocking, but the last few years that I visited there, the poverty has skyrocketed. Like, I mean, it is, you can't ignore it at this point. There never used to be tents in the highway. And I mean, you can say this about most American cities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the, in conjunction with the poverty, the fact that it is so beautiful, Albuquerque and those Sandia mountains, when you get yeah. the sunset, there mm-hmm. is something yeah. just unparalleled. I, I have been to a lot of different places. I still have never seen any place as beautiful as this. No. Um, and it's just, uh, you, you, yeah, I don't know. It's just striking. You, you think that it, it wouldn't have or be as troubled. And I mean, that, that's a whole nother historic capitalist type of podcast that we could talk about why Albuquerque is the way that it is. But um yeah, I don't know. It feels like, you know, uh, like being in love with an addict or something. There's something just like a little bit off and you're not really ever going to get it. But it's so gorgeous. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's like the right uh, what you call it. But yeah, even now, because I'm probably going to be going there at the end of this month. It's just, yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, maybe that therein lies the nature of like what sinister means. You can't put your finger on it. Yeah. Do you think it's history like that ghosts and stuff like? I don't know. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we were just—I just found out that like uh, Hawaii has something. It's not like the equivalent of skinwalkers. I forget what they're called, mm. but we were talking about that. But yeah, I mean, it's shrouded in like folklore. You know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm. La Llorona is from there too. Um, mm. Yeah, spooky shit. You've got like the whole—I um, mean, that whole Oppenheimer movie just came out, and like, just um, yeah, there, there's all kind. Uh, you know, when I grew up there, I didn't realize how rich it was in history. Yeah, uh, with historical stuff because you look at it, you're like oh my god they kind of like turn this place out with like uh that kind of like corny southwest stuff but i mean there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff happening there like i mean i really do actually love albuquerque i uh yeah well thank you i mean there's there's a lot there i mean there's something that i picked up that was it just 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 bigger and 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 mysterious and was a powerful energy but was interested there was an attraction of me towards the energy even though it contained those elements because i think it contains a lot of complicated elements like you said the other piece that was new uh to me is being around native community like as part of the like city like oh yeah uh, like i was Mm -hmm. like i'm like i'm like going through and stuff but i'm like i'm like visiting like a different uh community and it isn't structured that way um most places that i've been as far as uh oh dude that's that's a great Mm -hmm. point too i mean it's um having grown up there uh it's actually incredible contrast coming to idaho Mm -hmm. um it's just like night and day. Like, I mean, I, it's not to say that like Idaho isn't beautiful and it definitely has these things that are like, Oh my God, it'll resonate with you. But it just, um, there is something very spectacular about New Mexico that, um, yeah, I don't know. And it's, it's completely informed by the indigenous population there. Um, mm-hmm. and then just, uh, you know, like the kind of like, uh, colonialism or uh, colonization that happened there, excuse me. Um, I mean, I'm going to start talking out of my depth here, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, incredibly complicated place but incredibly beautiful holy yeah. shit 
<laughs> well, I was just there this last year in January, I think, or this year, yeah. Um, and it was really cool to visit. I flew in there and got picked up by Ivy. Actually, I saw my friend Warren, who lives in New Mexico. Um, I just, when I lived in Colorado in the Four Corners in college, I, people always were making mean jokes about Albuquerque and stuff, you know, and like talking it down. And um, that's also warranted too, though. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I know. I know there's like. I guess there's like a gun violence crisis kind of going oh, on. Oh, God, yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. But it was nice to just be there this year. I was like appreciating all the beautiful things about it, I feel like. And it was cool to have like my friends who are so familiar with it, like tell me all about, you know, just like, yeah, history and beautiful places that you can go and hike and um, yeah. I was grateful for that experience. I think people should go visit Albuquerque. Yeah, yes. this is not not sponsored. The complicated history <laughs> and everything here not sponsored by the tourism. Uh, no, but, but it's 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 it. Th thanks, Carl, for yeah. chatting about that. Actually, your comments and and some of the some of the mystery there in in the ear um, kind of really helped me kind of think think more about. It. I was I was enchanted, right? The land of enchantment. <laughs> yeah. I was Carol. I was enchanted. That's right. oh god. And yeah, tell me about it. What enchants me? That's the deeper question. When I'm on the other end of the question, why does that enchant you? There's something me? rather than nothing there. There is. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. There is right. Um, uh, Carol, where do uh, you as an artist and you making your things? Where do where do folks like? find your art how do you how do you share your art that type of thing i mean i can only handle one social media platform so that's instagram so if you want to check out any of the stuff and just kind of like unhinged uh bullshit that goes on from my day-to-day -day, uh it's at drunk mother dancing is that a particular style uh, that's accompanied by videos as well or is it just a, an aesthetic uh, in regards to what do you mean? Like the, the way that it's showcased or the, the dancing, name? The dancing. Oh, you know what? My mom, there was this funny thing. We were watching Thelma and Louise one time. Uh, and like, there's a thing that, uh, I, what's her name? Is it Julia Davis? No. Who am I thinking of? She was in League the of Your Own. Oh, oh, Gina uh, Davis. Gina, Gina Davis. Davis. Gina Davis. Yeah. She's like imbibing and she's at that little Western bar and she like claps her hands. She's like, this is a good band. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, that's how my mom looks when she's drinking. And it's just it's always <laughs> funny to me to just, you know, think of like the imagery of what comes to mind when you say drunk mother dancing. Because everybody knows what the fuck you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. mother's getting a little too loose tonight. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit extra loud. A little extra yeah, loud yeah. early on too. Yeah, a little like out of step clapping i don't know it's a very particular i'm talking about my mom but a lot of people see their moms and my mom so no. well and then the then the tias and the aunties come out and they get the arm stretch come join me in my it's a brick house and yeah. you here so. <laughs> <laughs> um uh thank thank you so much for your art uh carol and um Hey, Sarah, uh, yeah. t tell listeners again, uh, if they didn't catch your first episode, the SRD episode, which would have been released by the time of this one, where to find your stuff again, Sarah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Um, 
<laughs> Sarah Rowe Deal. <laughs> I also have a website, sararomanodeal.com. So that's where my stuff is. And, She's very uh, talented, folks. Check it out. Thank you. That's so sweet. But I, yeah, I really look up to you both. I am so grateful to be talking to you both. It's like, man, such an honor. Yeah, no, thank you. This definitely got me out of my head. Jesus. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Carol. Too. I mean, it, I, I don't know. I get, I get really, uh, really attached to the pieces of how this comes about because this is one of the main things that that I do creatively. But I think, like, um, talking about art, like, more fully, and the fact that Sarah and I, you know, met each other at the comic thing over in Portland, you know, and she was down from like Seattle, and I'm a little bit south of Portland. Then, like, meeting there next to another um, guest that I've had on the show, T. Edward Bach, and then uh, Sarah and I doing an episode, and I'm like, there's people like I run into and connect with and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what gets you like excited about art? Like who, who do you want to talk to? And, you know, then we're led here and like to Albuquerque, like that's the piece, like for me and like the doing, like, I like the fact that I ended up like in Albuquerque somewhere. And like in my own head, I understand part of my experience, like better, just as like a weird thing that happens with this. And, uh, the ability to talk with great artists about art. It's just like, I, I just, I spend enough time on that and be like, that's fucking cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is cool to do. Hell yeah. No, that's awesome, dude. I love hearing that. And just mark your customer experience. Well, after this, Carol, and we're, we, you know, we're good, you know, your customer experience <laughs> form and hopefully it went well for you. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> um, uh, any uh, final final comments or uh, a weird movie or weird song to listen to, uh, Carol? Or you just want to uh, leave this where it's at? Oh God, who did I get into? Um, Anything. There, we <laughs> yeah. were, uh, dude. Who were I? Go in and out with like classic country. Yeah, and I know that that's like a really safe shout for a lot of people. What the hell is this lady's name? I think it was Dottie West. Okay. And just, uh, you know, there's a fucking country song for everything. Uh, but yeah, Dottie West, Weston and Levin. There's also, um, I know everybody's been into this, but that uh, that jungle, that music video where they're talking, uh, where they have like that really like beautifully uh, choreographed uh, dance number. That was like uh, very much a little sinkhole that I got into. And then just, yeah, mm -hmm. if you're fucking depressed, dude. Watch some Norm McDonald stand up. I definitely oh, recommend yeah. it. He's together with Conan O'Brien. Oh, I mean, you're probably gosh. still going to be depressed, but you're going to laugh a little bit. I uh, th thank 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 you for for everything, including the Norm McDonald clip there, Carol. <laughs> yeah. You know, we help each other in so in yeah. in, in, <laughs> in, in, in in so many ways. But um, the great content exchange. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the band. I'm gonna have to dig in there. We got so. yes, the band. Sarah, anything <laughs> like anything super, uh, super weird, super freaky, or or movie uh, type of thing for listeners. Your privileged point here, just to throw out something goofy. Well, not really. I wa I watched the last unicorn again recently. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, that movie. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. that, that has sinister uh, undertones uh -huh. to it. Sorry yeah. about that like, genre of cartooning. I'm always mm -hmm. like, 
shit was not kosher when they were making those things. I don't know. It's still like very uh, stimulating to watch though. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The Red Bull. Oh, I feel like that, that movie is like everything right now, you know? Oh, big time. The unicorn is the keeper of the, the health of the earth and everything. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. In the movie, at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, yeah. I don't know. And yeah, I'm asking yeah. what's true about unicorns. I'm asking you to to like verify yeah. what's true about unicorns. It's absolutely that's, true. <laughs> that's all the answer I want. So that's what I'll keep talking about. Yeah. Um, I have uh, one 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 thing that I've um uh, tripped out on besides Carol dropping me into the Norm McDonald stuff, but the um yeah. is uh. I've had on as a guest, uh, Sissia Framson, uh, who's a puppeteer artist and is in a musical band, which is a princess pop punk band from Sweden. She <laughs> does these stop motion animation with puppets and stuff like that. And she does these, the, the videos with the stop motion for this band called Viagra Boys, which I dropped into, <laughs> which is this wild Swedish band with an American uh, singer. Cool. But what I got to tell you is check out these videos done by Sissy for uh, Viagra Boys. And um, she is uh, absolutely amazing. She was in uh, High Fructose uh, magazine as well. So that's the mm. thing I've been tripping out. So, um, but this is about you, Carol. Awesome. Uh, we're talking about all this wild art. It's so exciting um to have you uh on the show uh from from idaho which is uh, uh a tense political state uh being as diplomatic as i can be but let's that's for another time we're talking about fun things in norm mcdonald we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna head out now uh thank you uh sarah romano deal uh co-host um a great thank pleasure you. yeah super my, fun to chat pleasure. with you and uh, Carol, um, thanks for spending time on the show and just kind of. Thank kinda, you, Carol. You know, yeah, thank you so thank you, Ken. This I've been wanting here. to talk to you forever, so oh, it's such a cool oh, opportunity. <laughs> I feel like this is a coherent free for all, and we'll end it like that. Right on. <laughs> thanks. This is something rather than nothing. Listeners, to stay connected with us and our guests, visit somethingratherthannothing.com. Join our mailing list for exclusive updates and access to guest-created art. If you enjoyed this episode or any episode, please like, subscribe, leave a review on your podcast platform. People really read that shit. Your support helps us reach more listeners and spread our community across the planet. This is a global show, and we like to give a shout out to our many listeners across the world, including many listeners in Canada, Spain, Germany, UK, Argentina, Brazil, India, Thailand, and so many more places. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at something rather than nothing podcast for behind the scenes content. And the best way to help the show is to tell your friends about us. If you love it, they'll love it too. Tell your friends who love it. We love you. This is Something Rather Than Nothing podcast.